0: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good
1: morning.
0: With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt welcome <laughs> Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez.
2: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome into One and All. Thanks for tuning in today. I am John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Tuesday, October 31st, we are closing out a busy month uh, of saints. Here in October, which is always a lot of fun for me. Uh, coming up here on the show, we're looking forward... By the way, I, I lost my voice over the weekend. Um, cheering on my Minnesota Vikings at Lambeau. And uh, has not quite returned yet. So, And I had a lot to cheer about. That, that, that's why I lost my voice. If, see, if I was sitting here not raspy, then I wouldn't have a lot to cheer about. But I did.
3: How, um, were you cheering loudly and, uh, uh Kirk Cousins? No, that is when I stopped cheering. I was going to say, yeah. that actually was what I thought might have catapulted yeah. you.
2: Uh, no. no. Well, that was the worst I've ever felt after a win, but yeah. uh, that's, that's just the way football goes, I guess. Coming up on the show today, we're going to have a couple great authors, co-author of the book, Persecuted From Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis in the Church, is going to be on today at 7.15. And, you know, there, there are many Catholics that have either left the church or uh, some have been scandalized by the errors or immorality inside uh, the church over the years. Not, not just our lifetimes, but from the beginning, there's been scandal, but there are saints that come out of that. And there are saints that are within that purify that, and uh, we're going to talk about what that can look like especially in today's world with a co-author of the book Alec Torres. So he'll be on at 7:15 today. Coming up at 7:45 Deacon Matthew Newsom is going to be on. He's got a, a book called The Devout Life, a modern guide to practical holiness with Saint Francis de Sales. So we'll have that for you coming up at about 7:45 uh No, I think I switched the two, didn't I? You did. Uh, I was was going
3: to call you out, but people would have figured it out. Nah, it
2: won't be a big deal. All right. Uh, No Deacon Tony this morning. Deacon Mark, let's pray. Yeah.
3: Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, we offer you our prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your sacred heart and union to the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions
2: of our Holy Father this month, Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news.
4: Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Mercy College of Health Sciences, offering a variety of accredited health care programs to choose from, mchs.edu. Good morning, I'm Matt Wilcom. Israeli ground forces pushed deeper into Gaza on Monday, advancing in tanks and other armored vehicles on the territory's main city and freeing a soldier held captive by Hamas militants. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu rejected calls for a ceasefire as airstrikes landed near hospitals where thousands of Palestinians are sheltered beside the wounded. Hamas and other militant groups are believed to be holding some 240 captives, including men, women, and children. Netanyahu has faced mounting pressure to secure their release, even as Israel acts to crush Hamas and end its 16-year rule over the territory. For the first time since the outbreak of the war between Israel and Hamas, on October 7th, the Catholic Church of the Holy Land gathered around its patriarch on the feast day of Our Lady, Queen of Palestine and the Holy Land and reconsecrated the local church and the entire land to her. On Sunday, Cardinal Pier Battista Pizzabala, the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, presided over a mass at the shrine dedicated to the Blessed Mother in Deir rafat in the presence of a few hundred faithful. Quote, in this moment when everything seems to be overwhelming us, he said, we need to entrust and deliver to God and the Virgin Mary all that we hold in our hearts. More than 8,000 people are reported to have died in the Gaza Strip since the beginning of the conflict, and about 20,000 have been injured hollywood a-lister mark Wahlberg made a surprise stop at a high V in grimes on monday hy-vee representative said the actor took photos with customers greeted employees and posed for selfies during the unexpected visit Wahlberg is in town to promote a tequila product with a Halloween appearance in West Des Moines. Wahlberg has long been a promotional partner of the Iowa-based chain of grocery stores. He made headlines when he sheltered in place at the company's West Des Moines headquarters amid a tornado warning in March 2022 during a special screening of his film Father Stew. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
1: In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday the first round of the state volleyball tournament being held in Iowa City. And in class 5A, it was number one seed Dowling Catholic defeating number eight seed West Des Moines Valley by the score of three to one. Dowling Catholic advances to the semifinals on Wednesday. The Maroons will take on four seeded Pleasant Valley at 10 o'clock at the Extreme Arena in Iowa City. This is the twelfth straight year Dallin Catholic is qualified for the Girls State Volleyball Tournament. Last night, game three of Major League Baseball's World Series, and it was the Texas Rangers defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks by a score of three to one in Phoenix, Arizona. Texas leads that best of seven series two games to one. Game four is tonight, Texas at Arizona. First pitch at seven o'clock in Phoenix, Arizona. Last night, NFL Monday Night Football the end of week number eight in the NFL had the Detroit Lions defeating the Las Vegas Raiders by the score of 26-14 in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit's record now six and two on the season while the Raiders fall to three and five. And the Iowa High School Class 5A football playoffs continue this Friday night here on most of these Iowa Catholic radio network stations. It'll be number seven seed Ankeny with a record of seven and three, taking on second seeded Dowling Catholic with a record of nine and one. The game will be played at Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. Pre-game begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. Join Matt Mandring, John Scheidel, and me for the broadcast this Friday night. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
4: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. During the 18th century, single ladies devised (laughs) Halloween traditions that were supposed to help them meet their romantic match. Women used to throw apple peels over a shoulder, hoping to see their future husband's initials in the pattern they made when they landed. When bobbing for apples at parties, the winner would supposedly marry first. Mm. That's uh, quite the tradition. Well, it <laughs> seems
3: and then and then book and then it grew to Bill Kay's being thrown. And yeah. is that
2: uh, how you met Maria?
3: <laughs> a bouquet being yeah. thrown? Yeah. Uh, no. Have you yeah. ever caught one at a wedding? <laughs> Guys are not supposed to catch or the, 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 the garter or <laughs> whatever it was. Yeah. 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 yeah no, I've, I've never um, partaken in that. Uh, tr- no. Well, I shouldn't say never. I, I suppose once upon a time, I, 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 you know, went out on the floor when they did that. Yeah. Yeah. That's honestly. I, Maybe I'm a fun hater, but always oh, one of the more ridiculous. Tri- I just want to sometimes want to stop and go. Why are we doing this?
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of hear you on that. Oh goodness! You gracious. probably don't even dance at weddings, do you? You're that. Oh
3: guy. no, no. I, oh, you I, do? I, well, yeah. No, we we cut a rug. Okay. Good. We uh, we can take over the the Campbell family can take over the dance floor. Mate,
2: I, I, I it's I not very that. pretty, but we yeah. do take it over. No. They don't call him Run DMC for nothing. You got to right. just get out there. It doesn't matter. What hey, it you just got to like. shake it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What have we got in the weather? We, well, we're gonna, shaking it up we, we could
3: We could shake it up outside a little bit today. It is going to be uh, clear, but breezy today. Mm-hmm. Very windy with a high of 35 today overnight. Uh, breezy conditions uh, persist. But it'll be mostly clear. A low of 19 tomorrow, Wednesday, mostly sunny, uh, but also breezy once again with a high of 45 currently around the Iowa Catholic Radio Network listening area. We have uh, mostly clear but windy conditions. Des Moines, 26 degrees. Marshalltown, 26. Oskaloosa is also 26. And Cruston at 23 degrees. Today's forecast brought to you by Spiritual Warfare and You, a special women's event coming up on Saturday, November 11th with Jeanette Williams, host of Women of Grace, and Barbara Heil. The event will be at St. Francis here in West Des Moines. The day will start with Mass at 7.15 a.m. and will include talks, fellowship, food, and prayer. You can learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. And John, I want to give a uh, quick shout out to, you know, Marie and I, we have 10, 10 Godchildren. Nice. And we've we had uh, one of them is uh, Sam Rickert. His birthday is today, and last week was uh, Lydia Schmidt. It was her birthday. So to our godchildren, we wish you a a happy birthday and a uh, just a blessed day. We're looking. We're going to actually, Marie and Lily are heading up to Minnesota later this week to uh, uh, actually on our way to Bismarck. So we're going to be visiting Sam on Thursday. So well, celebration. Yeah, good. Looking forward
2: to it. How good was your good. trip
3: up to? Uh, t- tell me more about your trip up to. Uh, well, great Lambo! Is that yeah, your first time? That Lambeau was my field? second
2: time in Lambo. First time seeing a victory for my Vikings, which yeah. was top five bucket list item there. Awesome! But, um, it was very quiet. Yeah, after the win, I bet it was. You know, but uh, because of us too, you know, we lost our quarterback, so. It's just uh, all around, but it was a fun time. Um, you know, we. Uh, I, whenever I go up there, I love going to the different churches. So I went to St. Willie's this time. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, it was not. Nice. I think they're doing some renovations, so they had it in the kind of the the uh, area. But I I did notice when I walked in, there was a about ten homeless men and women that were sitting in the back of church mm. and so they were waiting for their meal after mass which i thought was really neat yeah the prisoners are taking care of the homeless now things. there's a lot of uh sh- shrines up in that area have you have you hit them all i have hit a few of them i hit the uh, uh mary's um uh, Our Lady of, site? uh yeah i forgot what it's good uh well, whatever but I'll, I'll think of it but yes i, yeah, I should put on a spot like that yeah well i prayed there prayed at quite a few different little shrines in, in wisconsin been to a lot of wisconsin over the years so i was passing towns on the street, on the highway, mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, spoke there, and there's Sun Prairie." Uh, that was my first, one of my first missions, and I spoke Fond du Lac. That was one of my biggest missions. There. Yeah, every
3: time you're gone, we, we play play a little uh,
2: game of where in the world is John Leonetti? Yeah, today. yeah, so. but uh, this this time. No speaking, just uh, just cheering, just screaming. So just screaming. That's it's right. good to have you back. Well, it's good to be back, brother. Um, it, especially in this month of uh, of the saints, as we talked about. Um, and I thought it, today we're going to talk about some specific saints, too, but I thought it'd be really good just quickly, just to kind of comb over what is a saint. Caroline Perkins put together a nice little blog piece a few days ago, and uh, I thought it was really good because it, cha- it, it, it shares really kind of in a simple way the church's really long, rigorous path to sainthood. Okay okay because you know it's it it's different than what it used to be so now there's an actual uh, long kind of process that takes place so uh traditionally what that means is it, it normally you got to wait about 5 years from the time of the person's death before you can even start the cause. Okay. And then there's different kind of gradations or levels, if you will, if I'm really going to speak in simple terms here, uh, before you make it to become a saint. All right. So five years traditionally passes and this, this, in a lot of ways, just kind of allows the, the church calls it the cult to form, right? The cult of devotion where people kind of have recognized in their own communities or where this, uh, holy person is from uh, and and it started you know having some devotions which means uh, praying through their intercession um, but anyway the church then takes that five years and and really kind of just allows the dust to settle before then the bishops so the local ordinary will start that cause now by the way I must say that you can excuse uh, that waiting period all right so you can actually move that waiting period uh, John Paul ii did that with uh, Mother Teresa uh and uh, benedict the 16th did that with john paul ii so um, it's rare when that happens, but the Pope does have an authority to uh, wait for that period. Okay. Then the cause is started, right? And they become what is called a servant of God. So the process begins when the petitioner asks the diocesan bishop to begin the investigation into the life now of the particular person. So there's a real big investigation that takes place uh, and they are now called a servant of God. So uh, for instance, Dorothy Day is a servant of God. They are examining her life right now. Her cause for canonization has started and uh, you know there's a kind of a a tribunal uh, or calls on witnesses looking over everything that this person has ever written said anything public about them and verifying everything over their life and then of course looking to see demonstrations of heroic virtue all right it's not looking to see if they sinned or not oh they were sinless so they can be a saint every one of them sinned every one of them had a past Uh, but by the grace of god they turned to the Lord Jesus and uh, and started a life of holiness. So from there, uh, they uh, are named venerable when it moves forward. So the documentation is sent to the Congregation for the Causes of Saints, the Department of Roman Curia, responsible for making recommendations of the Pope on beatification and canonization. So at this point, nine theologians vote on the candidate's cause and a favorable judgment Right. To advance the cause of canonization from someone that's a servant of God, then would get them the title venerable. All right. So the pope recognizes a candidate's heroic virtue. Uh, the, the, the the pope, he's you know, he's he's the head of all this here. Uh, the pope recognizes that there wasn't anything in error or contradiction to, to what the church teaches uh, over the course of their life. Uh, and then the pope just puts a stamp of approval They are now venerable. An example of a venerable at this stage currently is Fulton Sheen. He is still venerable. Now, I hope that doesn't last very much longer, but uh, sometimes there's things that get in the way. All right. From then, the church just waits. Right. What do they wait on? Well, they wait for God to tell us that this person is in heaven. How does he do that? Through miracles. Now, the person can. I will say, advance to sainthood from the venerable uh, state. Uh, he can advance to sainthood if the Pope does allow it. He can waive that as well, but most of the time, vast majority of the time, the Pope will not do that. The person can, though, advance to the blessed. This is the last, second to last step before sainthood. And they can advance to the blessed state without a miracle if they are a martyr. So, There's one miracle that is needed for them to advance even to the blessed. Right. But if they are a martyr, so if they die for the faith, the church has always deemed that that is enough. They can become a blessed uh, and then the church will wait for a miracle. There needs to be at least one miracle for this uh, to take place. Again, Pope has the authority to waive all of this if he would like, but this is just the way this works for it. From there, once the second miracle or the first miracle comes through, after they are blessed, they are then canonized a saint. What does canonized mean? It just means they're added to the church's official canon, which is the calendar of the church. And so we um, we declare them to be, uh, fr- well, God declares them to be in heaven with him, and the church just affirms that proclamation. So it's a little, sometimes it sounds a little complicated the first you know, few times that you hear it, but essentially servant of God, venerable, blessed, and then a saint. All right. So there's four stages. It's long too. It's not easy. The church does not just, and these miracles can have no scientific or medical explanation possible, by the way, just so you know. All right. Aunt Susie got a job. It's a miracle. That doesn't work. Okay. That, That one doesn't work. All right. Speaking of saints, this is a, uh, a timeless saint saint francis de sales we're going to talk about him and his groundbreaking work with the co-author of his book the devout life a modern guide to practical holiness with saint francis de sales deacon matthew newsome when we come back john Linetti here on the catholic morning show you're listening to the catholic morning show on Iowa catholic radio
3: during november we recall in a particular way those who have passed on from this life You're invited to share the names of your deceased loved ones for a special time of prayer on the Catholic Morning Show. Call 515-223-1150 or email Deacon Mark at iowacatholicradio.com.
0: Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, offering insurance products for farm,
2: ranch, machinery, livestock, and more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Cindy's phone number is 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Bozen the Florist. Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, weddings, whatever the message, say more with Bozen. Bozen Bozen.com. 515-244-ROSE. Bozen makes the moment mean more.
3: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Fitness by Design, your neighborhood fitness studio. Located in Des Moines, offering PH or fitness classes, private and semi-private training, beamer, and massage. Learn more at fitnessbydesigndm.com, 515-770-3844. Lace up your running shoes and get ready to conquer a scenic trail looped course surrounded by breathtaking natural beauty at the Pumpkin Spice and Everything Nice 5K Run and Charity Walk, benefiting Mary's Helping Hands. 10 a.m. Saturday, November 18th at the Valley Community Center in West Des Moines. This event is not just about running. It's about making a positive impact in our community while enjoying a fun-filled day with family and friends. To register or learn more, visit Mary'sHelpingHandsIowa.org.
5: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and urgent eye issues. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com.
6: The
2: Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Let's go to our next guest. Author of the book, The Devout Life, A Modern Guide to Practical Holiness with St. Francis de Sales, Deacon Matthew Newsom joins me. Hey, Deacon. Hi, how are you doing I'm this doing morning? doing fine. Thanks for coming on. St. Francis de Sales, man. I mean, so much gold that came out of that man. Uh, a wisdom, a, the teachings, the life. It's just incredible. I think he's really probably one of the most underrated saints, modern saints we have
6: you know I, I wouldn't argue with that you're you're absolutely correct there is such practical wisdom and and I think that's what makes it enduring it's not just you know esoteric wisdom that you read and you go oh you know that's really nice you know yeah. this is he, he gets down to the nitty-gritty day to day like this is some stuff you can actually do so it's it's a gold mine you're absolutely right
2: so you have taken his I mean just uh, but I, I can't put enough uh, you know uh, adjectives in front of this but uh, you have taken introduced Introduction to The Devout Life, which is just a masterpiece, mm-hmm. a spiritual masterpiece, and you just kind of comb through it and interject with practical kind of uh, insights to be able to help the reader dive into it a little more.
6: Yeah, my goal in this is, is really to make it uh, accessible um, because I think there are a lot of people that either start to read these great spiritual classics. I mean, just putting that label, great spiritual classic in front of something, makes yeah. it sound kind of intimidating, yeah. you know? <laughs> and they might start to read it, they they put it down, they can't slog through it because of the archaic language of it, you know, or they don't even pick it up to begin with because it just seems so so distant. So I wanted to take that, that treasure of wisdom that you alluded to and put it in a format that's a little bit more accessible to the 21st century Catholic reader and and places it in the context of our church, our world today.
2: I mean, you really, people love numbered lists, and you got a lot in here, 12 tips and meditations to help you make a fruitful general confession, (laughs) eight practical techniques to become more focused and recollected in prayer. I like it, right? A five-point method for developing uh, mental prayer. That's good.
6: I have to thank the editors at Sophia Institute press for for doing that. you know i just I just kind of related what St. Francis said, and then the the good editors went through and counted it up and put a number on it for me so I,
2: I want to hear about flying like an eagle, how to rid yourself of sinful desires. Yeah, well,
6: St. Francis, one of the great things that that he does in his writings, and and he did this in his preaching as well, was he used uh, quite a bit of natural metaphors, agricultural metaphors. And so at the beginning of An Introduction to the Devout Life, he talks about the the difference between that soul that is truly striving to live a life of devotion and, you know, compared to that soul that's just kind of doing the bare minimum. Um, You know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have heard of the you know the precepts of the church you got to receive holy communion once a year, confess your sins once a year. you know are you just doing the bare minimum to get by, or are you really practicing the faith out of devotion and which which is a true love of God and he compares them to to different these souls in these different states to different types of birds you know, and so that soul that's just doing the bare minimum, it's kind of like a um I forget the specific bird that he uses some kind of fowl right like a chicken or a turkey, you know, they can fly a little bit, but with a lot of effort, and they stay pretty low to the ground. But that soul that is really in love with God soars like an eagle, he That's says. Cool. And so cool. this is what his, his method, his advice is, which, which I relate in this book, is attempting to do to
2: help that soul to really soar. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and you, you have here too, which I, which I think is good because we live in a time of great worry and anxiety, stress. You know, it seems like every study that comes out puts all these things at an all time high. Uh, but he, he talked about this too. He, he really kind of went into it in ways that we can really kind of overcome all of that anxiety or worry and sadness within our lives.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he. this is in the section of uh, The Devout Life where we deal with um, growing in virtue and overcoming some real challenges that we have to our faith. And for a lot of people, uh, dealing with stress and anxiety and, uh, and depression uh, can be a challenge to their faith because there's this... Assumption, I think, on behalf of a lot of people, that if I'm if I'm a Christian and I'm living as I should and I'm I'm praying as I should, right. that everything in my life should be fine. You yep. know, I shouldn't be sad, I shouldn't be stressed out, and and no, there's sad things happen to people, and it's okay to be sad when sad things happen to you. It's okay to be you know stressed out when you're under a lot of stress, but there's a difference. He remarks between that kind of natural emotional response to adverse situations and. That type of anxiety that might belie a trust in the goodness of God, and and, and that's not to condemn people who are suffering from anxiety, and, and we're not even talking about clinical yeah. you know, anxiety or depression here, but just the anxiety of, of the stresses of the modern world, but it's to reassure people that and offer them a remedy for this anxiety. You know, it's like it's like the apostles who were in the, in the boat on the Sea of Galilee in the middle of that storm. You know, as long as they keep their eyes on Jesus in the boat, who's napping, right? You know, he's napping in the boat. He's asleep, and they have to wake him up. Lord, do you not care about us? And, you know, and he's like, oh, you have little faith. You know, why are you worried? Why are you worried? I'm here with you. If we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in the midst of life, Storms, it can really help to ease that anxiety and that stress because we know that God's in control. Ultimately, God is in control and He loves us.
2: And and there's so much wisdom and prudence. You know, this is a great virtue. He really seems to master that, at least in his writings. Uh, and, and how to really kind of live that virtuous uh, that that virtue right uh within our friendships fasting but doing so wisely right there's prudence and i'm just not gonna i'm gonna starve myself for three days right no to do so wisely right socializing charitably enjoying leisure right all these things that sometimes we just wouldn't even think about can be holy he he, he sanctifies he baptizes
6: yeah, and that's why I love his approach and, and really wanted to bring everything that he wrote in an introduction to the about life into the modern world, yeah. because it really does provide a day-to-day resource for us. Even our leisure time can be sanctified, our our interactions with, you know, our, our friends down the street, our coworkers at work, the customer service person on the telephone, you know, all of these things can and should be part of how we grow in holiness day-to-day, because it is a- day-to-day aspect of the Christian life. It's what the Christian life is all about, that striving to grow in holiness, grow closer to God, be a more virtuous person. And and so his approach to it is just so realistic and so practical. Um, I just... You know, I was encouraged by my wife when we were reading An Introduction to the Devout Life to uh, to, to bring this wisdom to a more modern audience, and uh, I'm just really grateful for the
2: opportunity to have done so. Well, you've done it. Yep. Uh, where can people get the book?
6: Well, it's available through Sophia Institute Press. So you can go to SophiaInstitute.com, buy it directly from there. It's also available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, you know, any Catholic bookshop that carries Sophia Institute's wares. Um, it's
2: available. Yep. You can go to Divine Treasures here locally, friends. If they don't have it, they will order it for you. The Devout Life, a modern guide to practical holiness with St. Francis de Sales, Deacon Matthew Newsom. Deacon, God bless you. Thank you for coming on and sharing this.
6: Thank you for having me on. God bless you and all your listeners.
2: Amen. Again, that's the Devout Life Friends, a modern guide to practical holiness with Saint Francis de Sales. If if you don't know a lot about Saint Francis de Sales, these are books that you you will you pick up. You're gonna you're gonna fall in love quick with this guy. Again, the wisdom that he has uh, it's it's timeless. But it, he really enters into every facet of life, which is what I've always appreciated about him. Um, you know, that just, the, and that's why it's timeless because it just follows, right? Uh, again, holy friendships, holy leisure in our lives. It's kind of baptizing the, the normal everyday things that we would do within the graces of God and saying, this is where we got to swim. This is where we got to be, right? Th- these are the waters that we need to swim in. It's holiness, holiness, holiness. So, uh, get this book. It's really, really, uh, good, but just in general, uh, also read, if you can introduction to the devout life too. Maybe read this one first and then go back and read Introduction to Devout Life. But nonetheless, get to know St. Francis de Sales. Coming up second half hour, we're going to be talking with co-author of the book, Persecuted from Within. Uh, and Alec Torres is going to be here. Um, you know, Catholics, uh, people just in general, you know, they think they will give reasons to why maybe they've left the faith and always up there. Top one, two or three, always up there. It seems to be because of scandal inside of the church. But the truth is, this has happened from the beginning, right? Uh, the first bishop, one of the first bishops was the one that betrayed our Lord Jesus, Judas, right? And so there are saints that come out of these times as well. We want to rid the church of scandal, do everything we can, and we are horrified by it at every level. But at the same time, we can still be holy and and, and make a difference within the church today through it within our world. We're going to talk to torus on what that looks like, how saints endured crises in the church that they lived through. We'll have that for you when we come back in the second half hour, about seven forty-five, is gonna be that. Let's go right now to Father with
0: today's Gospel and Reflection. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? To what can I compare it? It is like a mustard seed that a man took and planted in the garden. When it was fully grown, it became a large bush, and the birds of the sky dwelt in its branches. Again he said, To what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of wheat flour, until the whole batch of dough was leavened. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, this is Father Nick Smith, parochial vicar of Christ the King Parish in Des Moines. The mustard seed and the yeast in today's gospel are images to us of what the life of grace is like. Of course, they're images of the kingdom of God. but The kingdom of God becomes present in our lives through the life of grace, beginning with baptism and carrying on throughout our Christian life. If we really knew the power of grace, the grace of God... We know that a little bit of grace can move mountains. And so we continue to pray even just for the slightest opening of our hearts to the grace of God. God will take any slight opening he can find in our hearts to give us his grace to bring us along further in the Christian life. If we dispose ourselves properly, if we are open to his saving movements in our lives for all the saints. Their life of holiness consisted in a beginning that seemed very small, perhaps a call, a silent voice in their hearts that was calling them on to greater heights to do something for the Lord so in our lives, uh, the sl- the smallest opening in our hearts for the grace of God to break through, to begin uh, a life of relationship with him, dialogue, relationship with him as a child of God, to begin to grow in holiness. This begins small and yet the smallest amount of grace can move mountains, can become a large bush in which birds of the sky can dwell, which can be fruitful for so many people. And for the church, if you are a married person, your marriage is like a mustard seed, that bond of marriage that you share that can be a blessing for so many people when that vocation is lived well let us ask for the grace of the holy spirit today to be faithful to the grace of god and his inspirations in our lives may god bless you and let us continue praying for each other
4: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Westgate Dental, offering cosmetic, family, implant, and general dentistry. Located at 1073rd Street, Suite 1 in West Des Moines, just behind Dowling Catholic High School. Learn more at westgatedentalia.com. Forge, building men, marriages, and families that are fully alive. Presents Peter Herbeck of Renewal Ministries, Thursday, November 16th, at the Tea Room in Des Moines. Peter will engage men on how to break the ties with father wounds. Doors open at 7 p.m. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com.
3: Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com.
2: The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Coming up, second half hour, Alec Torres is going to be on, co-author of the book, Persecuted From Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis in the Church. Really interesting stuff, and I think it's going to be a great conversation today, so looking forward to it. All right, Deacon Mark Campbell today with our morning offering prayer.
3: Lord Jesus Christ, Prince of Peace, in you alone has found freedom. Please free our world from conflict, bring unity to troubled nations. Let your glorious peace reign in every heart. Dispel all darkness and evil. Protect the dignity of every human life. Replace hatred with your love. Give wisdom to world leaders. Free them from selfish ambition. Eliminate all violence and war. We pray for those suffering, all those who live in fear, and for those who are most in need. Jesus, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Jesus, hear our prayers. Jesus,
2: help us to trust in you. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt Wilkham with your news.
4: Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Mercy College of Health Sciences, offering a variety of accredited healthcare programs to choose from. MCHS.edu. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Israel said its forces attacked Hamas gunmen inside the militants' vast tunnel network beneath the Palestinian enclave of Gaza after Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu dismissed calls for a halt to fighting to ease a worsening humanitarian crisis. The tunnels are a prime objective for Israel as it expands ground operations inside Gaza to wipe out Hamas, which rules Gaza following its deadly surprise attack on southern Israel three weeks ago. A World Health Organization official in Geneva said on Tuesday that a public health catastrophe was imminent in Gaza. Pope Francis on Monday encouraged a group of women who escaped criminal organizations in Italy to keep fighting despite fear and to know they are not alone. In the audience, Pope Francis recalled that some of Jesus' disciples were women. The Holy Father recommended that the women keep a pocket-sized copy of the Gospels with them wherever they go and read a little bit every day. Jesus, the Pope said, walks with us every day on the road of life. His cross gives meaning to our crosses, and his resurrection is a source of hope hollywood a-lister mark Wahlberg made a surprise stop at a hy-vee in grimes on monday hy-vee representatives said the actor took photos with customers greeted employees and posed for selfies during the unexpected visit Wahlberg is in town to promote a tequila product with a halloween appearance in west des moines Wahlberg has long been a promotional partner of the Iowa-based chain of grocery stores. He made headlines when he sheltered in place at the company's West Des Moines headquarters amid a tornado warning in March 2022 during a special screening of his film Father Stew. And now for your scoreboard update with Mark Amadeo.
1: In sports on your Tuesday morning, yesterday the first round of the state volleyball tournament being held in Iowa City. And in class 5A, it was number one seed Dowling Catholic defeating number eight seed West Des Moines Valley by the score of 3 to 1. Dowling Catholic advances to the semifinals on Wednesday. The Maroons will take on four seeded Pleasant Valley at 10 o'clock at the Extreme Arena in Iowa City. This is the 12th straight year Dallin Catholic is qualified for the Drill State Volleyball Tournament. Last night, game three of Major League Baseball's World Series, and it was the Texas Rangers defeating the Arizona Diamondbacks by a score of 3-1 in Phoenix, Arizona. The Texas leads that best-of-seven series two games to one. Game four is tonight, Texas at Arizona, first pitch at 7 o'clock in Phoenix, Arizona. Last night, NFL Monday Night Football, the end of week number eight in the NFL, had the Detroit Lions defeating the Las Vegas Raiders by the score of 26-1. 14 in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit's record now 6-2 on the season, while the Raiders fall to 3-5. And, and the Iowa high school class 5A football playoffs continue this Friday night here on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. It'll be number 7 seed Ankeny with a record of 7-3, and three, taking on second seeded Dowling Catholic with a record of 9-1. and one. The game will be played at Williams Stadium on Des Moines' east side. Pre-game begins at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 o'clock on most of these Iowa Catholic Radio Network stations. Join Matt Mandring John Scheidel, and me for the broadcast this Friday night. And with your Tuesday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo.
4: Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. The oldest city in Wisconsin isn't Madison or even Milwaukee. It's actually Green Bay. Mm. Its roots go all the way back to French explorer Jean Nicolet, who started a small trading post in 1634. There's a lot more history to be told of Town than that of the Packers, but most Wisconsinites' favorite fact about Green Bay is still the 13 World Championships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it. They, <laughs> boy, they they really
2: uh, share that during the game, right? Dallas. And now, for your 13
4: time, and then everyone comes out. People, you know, you know I, I got to bring this forth for future generations, uh, unless they're they're deceived that yeah. uh, somehow other franchises are equal to uh, to Green Bay. Well, my Vikings haven't won one, so
2: that uh, thirteen is sounds a little impressive. Um, we drove there over the weekend, but have you ever flown into Green Bay? I have. Oh, to Austin Strouble? <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean you just don't see anything but Lambo. That's it. There's no <laughs> buildings. I mean it's just like it's a na- it's right a neighborhood. You put a stadium holding eighty thousand plus fans. It's just hysterical. And then they circle around it and then land. It's just yeah so funny.
4: I mean I'm I'm looking for the cathedral in Saint Francis Xavier, you know, when I when, yes. yeah, I'm like, Okay, where's that okay, where's our Lady of Champion? Where's yeah. the shrine? Like yeah. you can't see any of that. It's no. just You're just looking right you know, at Lambo. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot more to do in the Green Bay area than just there is. It's Just a nice Lambeau.
2: place, and the, the fans were very kind, I will say. How about that? Excellent. Yeah. Well, they really,
3: you know, I, I think owe it to be kind, given the, the, the state of their team right yeah. now. Yeah.
4: Well, but- well part, part of this, I had to bring this forward because uh, this would be my last fun fact. Yes. And uh, we're going to be making a little bit of a transition here re- regarding the news format on the Catholic Morning Show, uh, focusing more on good news. And uh, I'll still be a, a sort of a backup for that. But Deacon Mark Campbell is going to be taking over the reins of that going forward. Yep. It's, it's been a pleasure uh, for, for me to sit here day after day, morning after morning to deliver a, a traditional newscast. It was one of my favorite so parts of the a, show. So much of a pleasure that you're quitting. I've got to focus more on my family <laughs> yeah. at this point yeah. and, uh, and other duties here at the station. Well, You did a yes, very I'll good see. job with it. Thank you. Yeah, it
2: was That's, always very informative, and I, I always loved it. I loved listening to the news in the morning because I learned a lot. I don't read a lot of news, so. but you did a great, great job, and uh, sleep in a little bit for us. Yeah, and yeah.
4: like I say, I'll be back here now and then as a right. backup. When Say, when you're gone and Deacon Campbell is hosting the show, I'll be... And I'll be gone on Friday. So
3: you're not going to get caught up on sleep real quick.
4: I'm yeah. not, not going to get away that and I think easily.
3: John ga- is gone next Tuesday, yeah. and uh, oh, you'll boy. probably be in
2: here at, still at least once a week. He'll i will be here i yeah, get we'll my calendar it. out here. We'll make it happen. <laughs> All right, what do we got for the weather, Deacon Mark? Yeah,
3: windy and sunny today with a high of 35 overnight. Uh, wind's becoming light and variable, uh, mostly clear with a low around 19 degrees. Tomorrow, Wednesday, breezy and mostly sunny with a high near 45. Currently around the uh, Iowa Catholic Radio Network listening area. We're seeing mostly uh, you know, partly cloudy to uh, clear conditions, but very windy throughout. Ames is 25 degrees. A- uh, Adel at 24. Fairfield 26 and Centerville at 25. Today's forecast is brought to you by Spiritual Warfare and You, a special women's event with Jeanette Williams, host of Women of Grace, uh, along with Barbara Heil. They will be at St. Francis of Assisi Parish in West Des Moines on Saturday, November 11th. The day will start at 7.15 a.m. and will include talks, fellowship, food, and prayer. Learn more at com.
2: Thank you, sir. Let's go to your Saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. I love images that are always depicted of this saint. They always have him with rolled up sleeves. Saint Wolfgang today. He was born in Germany. He was educated in a Benedictine abbey. There he met Henry, who would go on to become an archbishop. Wolfgang spent time as a teacher, but after Henry's death, he entered the Benedictine order and was moved to present-day Switzerland. He was then sent to Hungary, where he worked as a missionary, but despite a great deal of zeal and goodwill, he had limited success. After his mission, the Holy Roman Emperor appointed him a bishop. In his diocese, he initiated a reform of the clergy and religious. He cared deeply for the poor, and he preached with great effectiveness. In 994, Wolfgang became ill on a journey, and he ultimately died. He was canonized a saint not long after, 1052. We ask today, Saint Wolfgang, to pray for us. Amen
3: to, to, uh, to jump in here, cause yes. I mentioned Godchildren earlier. Our first Godson, uh, his, his name is Henry. And this was his confirmation saint, and Wolfgang. So that, yeah, nice. and so that was my uh, uh, that was my introduction because I remember when him, him telling me it's he had chosen Wolfgang. I'm like, Saint who?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then
3: when I, I, d- I dug up
2: to read the story, it made made sense. But, He's a yeah. sneaky good one, though. He's yeah. got a great story as well. I, I,
3: I love some of these. I would say more obscure yeah, saints so of I. the day. It, yeah. it, uh, it just really sheds
2: beautiful light on our faith. Always fun to learn. Coming up right after this, co-author of the book "Persecuted from Within: How the Saints." endured crisis in the church. We'll have Alec Torres on when we come back. John Lynette here on the Catholic Morning Show. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio.
5: It's Tuesday, October 31st. I'm Ann marie Cox with your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. Tomorrow we have an opportunity to have breakfast with the bishop. Join Bishop William Johnson and Catholic Charities at the Catholic Pastoral Center for a bite to eat and a discussion focusing on the emergency family shelter. This house in Des Moines has served nearly 9,000 people since it first opened. Go to catholiccharitiesdm.org and get your tickets today. One week from today, young professionals in their twenties and thirties will be gathering at the tea room in Des Moines for networking, fellowship, and an inspirational chat with artist Kelly. She's from Federal Home Loan Bank of Des Moines. Artists will talk about living our shared faith through our careers. Complimentary drinks and appetizers start at six o'clock. Learn more and register at dmdiocese.org slash Y-C-N for the Young Catholic Network. That's dmdiocese.org slash Y-C-N. That's your news from the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Anne-Marie Cox. Have a great day. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Dino Storage, 2725 2nd Avenue in Des Moines,
2: offering monthly rentals, indoor climate-controlled storage, and package delivery to your unit. Learn more at dinostorage.com.
4: It's the Iowa Catholic Radio Pro-Life Diaper Drive. October is the month dedicated to pro-life, and Iowa Catholic Radio is celebrating all month long. Bring your donation of new diapers of any size to the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios, 1355 50th Street, Suite 500 in West Des Moines, next to Inner Visions. Wipes, thermometers, nail clippers, bath items, sleep sacks, and swaddles are also needed. Be part of the Iowa Catholic Radio Pro-Life Diaper Drive during the month of October, supporting Inner Visions Healthcare.
2: Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Offering insurance for auto, home, life, business, and more. It's your future. Let's protect it. Learn more at CindySchulte.com. Iowa Catholic Radio thanks Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte for her support. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Well, throughout the month of November, Iowa Catholic Radio wants to help remember and pray for those who have died. So you're invited to send us the names of your deceased loved ones, and we'll remember them during a special time of prayer each day on here, the Catholic Morning Show. You call us during regular business hours at 223-1150 or email Deacon Mark at DeaconMark at IowaCatholicRadio.com. And uh, just the name of the deceased. And we will be praying for them by name all this month. We've already got dozens that have come in so far. So really, really good. Love praying for the dead. Let's go to our next guest, co-author of the book, Persecuted from Within, How the Saints Endured Crisis in the Church. Alec Torres joins me. Hey, Alec.
7: Good morning.
2: Thanks for having me. Well, we we live in a a world today where I think if you were to ask fallen away Catholics what the top three reasons are they left, I, I don't know if we'd be surprised if within that somewhere we hear the word scandal or some fashion of that from within the church. So this is a really timely book that's coming out here in what the church is facing and has faced from the beginning.
7: Uh, I think so. It, it really was a question on the top of my mind too, because I wanted to to square the circle essentially to understand how how can the church be the true, unblemished uh, bride of Christ, and at the same time be filled with people who who can uh, commit such sins or cause confusion or or uh, scandalize the little ones. Uh, it, it was a tough thing for me to face, and I, uh, so that's why we looked at the saints. We wanted to see how they dealt with with similar problems at least in their own time.
2: Uh- your favorite story? I mean, you got a ton of saints here that, uh, that that dealt with scandal from within during their time. Is there one that sticks out to you?
7: Oh gosh, it's it. it so much depends on the circumstance I'm yeah. talking about, uh, honestly. Uh, and, and there's some well-known ones and some lesser well-known ones in there too. Uh, you know, we we feature a couple of saints who are excommunicated. One from Australia, Saint Mary MacKillop. Few people know, but I do have to say that that one that's very close to my heart is uh, Saint Padre Pio. Of mm-hmm. course, he, he's one of the most beloved saints of, of history, especially of the 20th century. And um, you know, the, the injustices done were, were less uh, generalized. It wasn't a it wasn't a widespread scandal, but it was directed. Personally against him, and uh, and he had to face you know terrible restrictions upon his ministry that were totally ungrounded, mm-hmm. uh, and and he bore it with such a faith. In divine providence and such charity towards those who were persecuting him, uh, I think he exemplified, uh, you know, Christ and his passion, um, you know, o- almost more than any saint that that I studied in this. It really was just a, an absolutely beautiful story and showed the depths of sanctity that the Lord calls us to.
2: Well, you're right, and and he was the first saint book I ever read. His bio, his full biography, and so reading that was really kind of eye opening to me on just how he made it through those it was about three years maybe maybe longer but I remember three years of of almost kind of like imprisonment from his own religious order from people that thought he was a fraud inside the church with great authority as well that were that were saying this so it was uh, really interesting to be able to see him kind of fight through this. Um, you get Saints Teresa of Avila and John of the Cross right reforming the Carmelite order again by their own Priests and nuns persecuted in in tremendous ways as well, but you said it. Holiness is still possible, right? Even even in the times that are so confusing and don't make any sense, holiness is possible.
7: Not only is holiness possible, holiness is, is so completely necessary. Right. Uh, time and again, I, I mean, we study we study saints spanning twenty centuries in the church over four continents, lay people, priests, nuns, religious. I mean, you name it; they're they're all there. And and every single time, I mean, one of the recurrent themes we see is how many were called to reform the Church, mm-hmm. reform their order, reform the Church, and then the Church itself, uh, I mean, the hierarchy within the Church so often responded to them negatively. So it's the same story again. There's a problem, there's an error, there's scandal, there's sin, and then God raises up saints. Yes. And, and they didn't stand alone, too. I mean, these people had others around them. They were just the exemplars whom we remember. And they responded to these crises, were persecuted for it, but in the end were absolutely vindicated. So even though their stories are, are are sad and terrifying in many ways, they are stories of hope because it shows how God can be victorious even through times of great trial.
2: What you said there gave me the goosebumps, Alec, because you're, you're, you're so spot on. It's necessary um, you know, I said possible. You're saying it's necessary. Let us let, go. Let's make this happen now. Uh, and and uh, by the grace of God, get holy or die trying at least. But um, you look at some of these saints, and again, it it's not to say that they didn't have a tough time either with it. I mean, it was it was brutal for some of them uh, in in some of these persecutions or the scandal that they had to face. But you're right. When when there's the greatest scandals that have ever faced the church, God sent saints. I mean, it, 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 time and time again, look at St. Francis of Assisi. You know, we're coming off one of the most corrupt times in the church with, with the popes, and, and Francis is rebuilding it. He, he you know, now there's a joke. God doesn't even know how many Franciscans there are because of one man. You know, like this has said, <laughs> I'm going to be holy. I'm going to be the saint in this trying, trying, difficult time within the church. It's beautiful.
7: It's so true, and his example really does inspire, and so many do. Right? It, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see, because what it shows us is that perhaps, perhaps God isn't calling us to be the next St. Francis or St. Teresa or St. John of the Cross or something like that, but he is calling us to be a thing. Yeah. So, so what will happen is, is that we will see people inspired around us. When, when, they, say folks like, when they see folks like us, even if we're just normal lay people living out a life of faith and holiness, devotion to the Church, and striving to, to remain within the Church with, with great love and charity, even amidst confusion and scandal, that will be a great testimony to others, and, and we'll see them uh, uh, wanting the same thing that we have. You know, we don't negate it. We don't say, well, our Church is the best because there are no scandals, because there are, is no confusion and chaos, but... God gives us solidity, gives us rootedness, gives us hope even amidst all that, even within the church, and people will, will yearn for that. I, I think that, that we'll, see, we'll see saints rising up all around us if, if we take that first step.
2: How do you i got a couple more minutes, and I think this is at the top of a lot of people's minds—how do you uh, recommend we respond when someone outside of the church maybe comes at us with, well— what about this, or what about that, when it comes to scandals throughout the history of the Church?
7: One of the things I noticed with the saints is that they, they never lied. They, they did always speak charitably uh, and with love, but they wouldn't try to brush things under the rug. They're, you know, Maybe at best they would be silent in certain circumstances, but the silence is usually when the injustice was done against themselves. Mm. Uh, when there was a scandal uh, that was public or that would risk Um, teaching people something wrong about the faith or even driving people away from the faith, they did address that. Uh, St. Athanasius, he he responded to a grave heresy in the Church that, by some measures, took over half the Church. Uh, And and he was very, very vocal about it. So uh, I think it's important for Catholics to, one, recognize that there's nothing wrong with us discussing scandals in the Church, uh, in fact, it can be even worse to not discuss them. Yeah. Uh, it can allow other people to to define the issue for us, oftentimes secular media, which will lack nuance and charity with the issue, um, and and to simply say no, this isn't this isn't correct. If it's something moral, to say that you know there are sinful people in the church, Jesus had sinful people around him. He chose Judas as one of his right. disciples, uh, and and that doesn't negate the truth of the church. Our tr- our trust is in Jesus, not in man. And then, two, if there's something doctrinally wrong, you know, we see liturgical abuses or or abuse of the Eucharist or or teachings that are contrary to the magisterium to be able to say that, you know, our leaders, we still have to respect them, but maybe in this circumstance they're wrong.
2: Yeah, and you must never, ever excuse for it, you know, because in in many scandals throughout the Church's history, there's no excusing it. I mean, some of it is just, it's horrific. Uh, We've seen that all too clearly here in kind of the modern Church. Um, but again, it's not to say that holiness isn't possible. And as you said, necessary and God will win. The light will always shine in the darkness. Even one candle will kill darkness of, of faith. And that's what God is calling us to even now uh, is to be holy or, as I said before, to die. Try and your book is just really timely. I think persecuted from within how the saints endured crisis in the church. Where can people go to get it?
7: Uh, find it at Sophia Institute Press. That's our publisher. we, uh, we got to support our Catholic publishers out there. You can find it at local Christian bookstores. Uh, and, uh, and if for some reason you need to, uh, unfortunately these problems aren't going away, but if for yeah. some reason you're desperate for two-day shipping, you can find it on Amazon.
2: Yep, and you can go to Divine Treasures here locally. If they don't have it, they'll order it for you. Persecuted from within, how the saints endured crisis in the church. Co-author Alec Torres. God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on.
7: Thank you so much for the opportunity.
2: All right. Two heavy hitters this morning with books um, that uh, that look just fantastic. So, Deacon Mark Campbell coming in for Deacon Tony with our prayer.
3: Yeah, we'll pray for Deacon Tony, all those who are uh, sick right now, including your kids. Thanks. Um, so we pray. Almighty and ever-living God, strengthen our faith, hope, and love. May we do with loving hearts what you ask of us and come to share the life you promise. We ask this through Jesus Christ, your son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And may almighty God bless us in the name of
2: the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. I am John Leonetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.
6: Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app.